Hey, welcome home, everybody. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and you're watching Legacy Television. So thankful that you tuned in today. Last week, we began a new series of broadcasts, a new direction in this time in the Word, and we're excited to continue on in that. But if you missed anything leading up to this, uh, go to our app. You can download the Legacy Studios app. It's totally free. You can get caught up on past broadcasts. You can, you can read back, is- back issues of the Legacy Letter. Uh, more importantly than that, you, know, you can connect with us there. We love hearing from you. We love uh, finding out the good things that are going on in your life. As a matter of fact, we've got this section in our magazine, the Legacy Letter, that we call Good God. <laughs> and that's just the part where we put testimonies from you. Many of you are our partners uh, who, who give us testimonies about what God has done as a result of sowing into the ministry, as a result of, of being in agreement with us and what Jesus is doing all over the world. So anyway, that app is just a great way to connect and for us to stay connected together. Um, Sarah, I want to get into the Word of God today. I believe that the Lord's got some, some unique things that He wants to speak. I believe you've got some awesome things that, that these people need to hear from you. So I thought it'd be good uh, before we get into it today, if you would just pray over our time in the Word, and let's just prepare our hearts to receive from the Lord today. Father, we love you today. Thank we you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you for your Word, that it is. it has been a light to our life, and it is life and medicine to us. We ask you to give us what we need today, and we receive it from you. In thank Jesus' you, name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's go back to the book of Luke, chapter 12. We began last week uh, a series that we're calling Financial Affairs. And if you remember... Uh, we talked about something that really hits home for Sarah and I, and that is our, what we believe is our personal assignment. We are called to preach Jesus. We found ourselves in the book of Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, where Paul said, Him we preach. Mm-hmm. And that's what our assignment is, is just to preach Jesus and to preach Him in service to our own generation. We're passionate about seeing our generation grab a hold of the Word of God, the same Word of God that, that was preached to us as kids. Sarah and I grew up in different states and <laughs> didn't know each other till six months before we got married, but we quickly found out we had a really similar upbringing, you know, where the Word of God was priority in our home. And uh, it we really both watched We both watch Gospel Will. Yeah. That's a big thing. Actually, yeah. that's the reason I fell in love with yeah. you. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Uh, we did. We, we both fed on stuff like that. I'm so thankful for Gospel Bill. <laughs> we, we ought to tell Gospel Bill how thankful we are. We really um, But we both fed on stuff like that. And that was the atmosphere of the home we grew up in. And we, the people we are today, the reason we're sitting here in this ministry today and the reason we're talking to you today is because of the things that were put on the inside of us when we were kids and just growing up in that environment. So we're passionate about hanging on to that, but we're also equally passionate about giving that and serving our generation with that and the generation that's coming up. We've got two little ones growing up in our house now, Justice, who's six years old, and Jesse, she's She's over three now, and uh, every bit of it. And so we're, we're mindful. We're mindful of the generation that's coming. We're mindful of them growing up in that same atmosphere of faith. And part of that for us is taking these truths that we were taught, specifically regarding prosperity and how to prosper in God and how to be rich in God. And, and how to lay hold of the blessing that comes from knowing God and getting in on God's best, the way the Message Bible says it. Get in on God's best. Yeah. 
And, and we want to take those same things and serve our generation with that. And that's why we began this series last week, Financial Affairs. Uh, it, it's kind of, it's a heavy concept when you realize that one of the reasons that many believers aren't prospering the way God wants them to is that they have let, uh, potentially let covetousness in, or they've let the love of money in and didn't even realize it and didn't realize that the love of money is actually having an adulterous relationship. Mm -hmm. It's actually cheating on God. And there's no way he can increase us if we're going to use that money in a way that doesn't glorify him or even just use it apart from the assignment that it has on it. Mm -hmm. So that's why we began some of these things the heart behind it is to see you prosper. It's to see you be enriched. It's to see you increased more and more yeah. because we're excited, like we said last week, we're excited at the thought of huge sums of money coming into the hands of people who love God and know what he wants done with it. And, my, and, and I'm honored, Sarah and I both are honored to be a part of a generation who I believe is a very generous yeah. generation all the more reason for this generation to prosper yeah. because they're not afraid to give. They're not yeah. afraid to put it into the kingdom of God. They're not afraid to reach out with it and bring up other people. Yeah. And God can trust people like that. Mm -hmm. I wanna go back and read some of the things we've read in Luke 12, and then we'll move on in, in this uh, series today. In Luke chapter 12, verse 13, there was a crowd that had gathered to Jesus and one from the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. So right away, we see that there's strife in the family. We see that money is tearing this family apart, probably right after the death of their father. I mean, if that's, if that's what they're fighting over is inheritance, then it stands to reason that these guys just recently lost their father. And instead of being there for one another, instead of being a loving, supportive family, they've allowed money in. They've allowed the, the lust for it to get in and separate and divide in a time when their family needs to be closer than ever. And you may be listening to that going, well, you're sure reading a lot into that one verse there. And the only reason I can say any of that with confidence is because it's still happening today. Mm -hmm. Families and marriages are being torn apart because they're using, using money to measure how well they're doing in life, to measure their happiness, to measure their success. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answers him and says, man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to him, take heed and beware of covetousness because one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. And then he spoke a parable to him that's going to address this whole issue. And it's gonna correct this guy's way of thinking, but you know, it's not just him that Jesus is correcting, it's me. It's you, it's all of us. Mm -hmm. He said, he, he spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? Now, if you stop right there, you gotta admit, this is a great problem to have. Yeah. If you want to have a problem, this is the one you wanna have. Where you have so much, you have too much that you have to ask yourself, what do I do with all of this? And I'll tell you something. There's a lot of people that think that that's excess and the excess is a problem. There's not, there's not a problem with excess. The problem is not knowing what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And if God can't trust you with a little, he certainly can't trust you with a lot. Mm -hmm. And this guy has a good problem and he asked a good question, but we're going to see he came up with the wrong answer. He said in verse 18, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns. I'll build greater. And there I'll store all my crops and my goods. And I'll say to my soul, 
Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, God himself responded to this man and said, you're a fool. This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? And Jesus commented on this and he said, so is he. So is he what? A fool. You're a fool to lay up treasure for yourself without being rich towards God. Again, the New Living Translation says it like this. You're a fool to hoard up earthly treasure, earthly wealth, without being in a rich relationship with God. It's interesting to me that the guy's problem, the guy that came to Jesus, the problem that he had was a financial problem. The parable was about a man uh, in the context of money and a financial issue there. And the man didn't know he had a financial problem, but he did have one. But really the answer to both of those wasn't about the money. It was about the relationship. Mm -hmm. The fix to the guy who came to Jesus, the fix for the guy in the parable, Mm -hmm. both of them had a financial problem, but the answer wasn't more money. Mm -hmm. The answer was you need a relationship with God. Yeah. And Jesus is saying you can't measure your life with the stuff. You have to use a different stick. The only way you and I can measure our lives is in the richness of our relationship with God. That's how much life we're living. Mm -hmm. And I've been, Sarah, you know this, I've been in this, these few verses right here in Luke chapter 12 for over a year now, and I can't seem to get out of it. But even as recently as just a few weeks ago, getting ready to preach along some of these lines, the Lord just kept drawing me back to that, the richness of my relationship with Him, Mm -hmm. the richness of my relationship with Him. And for two days, I was just meditating on it before we went and preached. And and we were laying in bed that night and it was late. And this this happens every once in a while. We're just laying there. We're awake, but we're not talking. And I hear (laughs) on the other side of the bed, I hear... And the other night, this happened, and I'm like, why are you crying? <laughs> like, what's what wrong? I what's do? wrong? And she's like, no, it's good. It's, it's good cry. I'm like, what's going on? Why are you crying? She's a crier, y'all. <laughs> and I, I'd be willing to bet before the end of this broadcast, she'll be crying about something good that God has done. But she was laying there crying, just thinking about the goodness of God. And she started making fun of me. She's like, you never cry. But what was funny when she said that, it was funny to me because over those last two days, as I'd just been meditating on where I'm at with God, where am I with Him? What, what's the measure of my relationship with Him right now? I, I literally was just on the verge of tears for two days leading up to that moment and leading up to that message that we went and preached that weekend. And I, I've so appreciated that about you from the time that we were married, I, I can say that of everybody I know, you have one of the richest relationships with God. I can see tears right now. I see it. I made her cry. No, but seriously, you have one of the richest relationships with God of anyone that I've ever known, that I've ever met. And, and I think you know, you know the secret to it. And, and in a world that is seeking money, in a world that is prioritizing the stuff 
and the things and, and mean all the while there's nothing wrong with that. And God wants us to have it, but he's saying to us, I can't give this to you if that's going to mean more to you than my relationship with you. Yeah. I think that there's a lot you know about this. And, and that was a really long setup to say, <laughs> teach us, teach us, O wise one. <laughs> How do we have this, the, the, the richness of a relationship with God? I, I don't know. I, I was thinking when you were talking, thinking about King Josiah in the Old Testament. Was it Josiah? Sure. That was so young when he became king. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? I think so. Okay. I was just thinking about... I'm a little rusty on the Old Testament. I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with you right now. <laughs> well, I was thinking about when he, uh, some of his men brought the, the word to him. They, oh, they, yeah. they brought the scripture to him and he saw for the first time yeah. that he was wrong and sure. that they had been disobeying God for years and years yeah. and years. And I would tell you where to turn in your Bible, but I'm not I think sure I know, exactly. actually. You keep talking. I'll anyway, so he, <laughs> he found out that what he was doing and the way he was acting and the people, every, the people that had gone before him, they were disobeying God. Yeah. And when he found out the first moment that his heart came face to face with truth, uh, he began to tear his clothes. Yeah. And, you know, back then that was just a big deal. Now today, I think for yeah, me, <laughs> if I do wrong, <laughs> I'm not going to tear my clothes. Yeah. If I do wrong, if I do, if I realize, if I have the realization that I have displeased the Lord or if I've, if I've done something that, that wasn't upright before him, yeah. in my heart, my heart knows it. And for me, what I would do is cry or, uh, you know, sometimes I cry because I'm just happy for what the Lord's done, or sometimes I cry when justice like throws something across the room at me and hits me in the head. So that I cry about that too. But no, sometimes I cry. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sweet. But my heart, when your heart becomes tender, you sometimes you can be, you know, you move, you get you get moved on the inside. You're moved by the presence of the Lord. But I was thinking about, do you know what scripture that is? Yeah, it's it's actually Second Kings twenty three. Right here in verse um yeah, that's verse nineteen. Because your heart, you know, he, he goes before the Lord and he humbles himself and he, and he repents. And the Lord says, because your heart was tender yeah, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against, against its, its inhabitants, that they would be become, your, I'm sorry, I can't see from there. <laughs> that's right, become okay, a <laughs> <laughs> that they would become a desolation and a curse and you tore your clothes and you wept before me. Oh, there we go, crying, yeah. he cried. <laughs> I also have heard you, says the Lord, and surely, therefore, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace, and your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I will bring on this place. Um, So they brought back the word to the king. And I just think it's awesome. Everything with God is a heart issue. Mm -hmm. It's not about just, uh, just fulfilling every single rule and every regulation. It's about the heart to do good, yeah. the heart to be obedient, the heart, everything's about the heart with him. Yeah. And I think that's what he's after, not just after our perfection, but he's after our heart. And you know, when your heart becomes right and tender before him, you want to do good. Yeah. You want to be, you want to do good by him. You want to, you love him. And uh, the only example I could think of recently, this rich moment I had with the Lord. Well, first I'll just say this. Um, Having a rich relationship with the Lord to me is having a history with God, hmm. having memories with Him, being able to look back and remember 
all that he's done for you, his goodness, and being thankful to him. Probably the, the richest moments that I've ever had with the Lord. See, I'm almost crying. <laughs> But Just probably let it, go, <laughs> let it flow. Um, but some of the, the richest moments that I've ever had with the Lord are moments that I have stopped everything else, put away every single distraction, every single uh, thing that would try to, uh, you know, distract me from Him, and close my eyes and look back, remember and remember what He's done for mm-hmm. me. And for me, a rich relationship is a close relationship. Yeah, it is. And Psalm 103, I'm sorry, it was Psalm 100, David says, he tells us how to have a close fellowship with God and mm-hmm. how to have a close, deep, intimate relationship with the Lord. And he says, this is how you do it. You enter his gates with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And just think about um, the, the 10 lepers and all 10 of those guys were healed. They were at a service with Jesus. Jesus is standing there and he is ministering his love and his healing to each one of them. They all leave healed. But only one of them wanted him enough to come back and say, thank you. He healed. There was only one that wanted to be close to him after that. Mm -hmm. And the way he drew close was through Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Sure. So you enter his gates with Thanksgiving. I think that Thanksgiving, I believe this, that Thanksgiving is the language of faith. It is the language mm-hmm. of faith. Yeah. It is how we express our faith and our love and our gratitude and our uh, our joy of this sweet salvation that we have with God. Isn't that interesting that you just said that? That's how you express faith and it's how you express love. How opposite is thanksgiving from covetousness? Mm. Covetousness is just simply wanting something too much, wanting something more. And you can have nothing and be covetous. You could have a ton of stuff and be covetousness and, and, and be covetous. But to be covetous, you cannot also be thankful. Mm, and if true. you're thankful, you cannot also be covetous. To be thankful to God, is not to be upset over what you don't have. It's to be so grateful over what He's done for you, over what He's given you. And then when it becomes the language of faith, that's when you look into your future and you thank Him for it now like you already have it. So you never have that, that longing for that, that, what First Timothy 6 said about the love of money, those who desire to be rich, yeah. who crave riches. And I, I love that you brought up King Josiah and it was Josiah. He found out, he didn't know it, but he found out through the reading and the revelation of the word that God's people were far from God, Mm. that there was distance between them. We're talking about a rich relationship being characterized by its closeness. And man, it grieved him. And that king went to work right away, pulling down idols, pulling, pulling down priests who were serving other gods. And he didn't, he, he didn't delay. You could read all about it here, but when he found out his heart was so moved, he's essentially saying to God, I don't want any of anything this stuff between us. Between us. Yeah, that's good. I don't want anything don't between us anymore. Us. And how much closer can you and I be with him? I know in our own marriage, 
I don't want space between me and you. Mm -hmm. And this is a type and a picture of Jesus in the church. And, and the only difficulty you and I have ever had, any moments of difficulty in our marriage is when we just sit down and we say, I just feel distant from you. Yeah. I just feel like there's distance or space between us. We let something get in. Got too busy. Got too busy. Didn't have time. Too distracted. Yeah. Pressure, whatever. But I'm committed to you to, to only let the Lord be between me and you. Mm -hmm. Only love between us. And the same commitment that I'm making to her and that she's made to me is the one that you and I need to make to God. I don't want anything between me and you. I don't want the love of money between us. I will not cheat on you with money. And when God sees that heart, now He can trust you with more. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television Broadcast, the Legacy Letter Magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.